Nation. Providing you with the practical tools and expert knowledge to optimize your strength, health and mindset, inside and out. With your host, Steve Katarzy. In this episode of Adapt Nation, we are joined by a very special guest. Behind the mics today, we have Michelle Katarzy. Yes, we have my wife. Now, she agreed to join the conversation under one proviso, that she tells you all that the food that you see beautifully prepared and photographed on our website is actually all her creation. And it is, it's amazing and I'm very happy with that arrangement. But anyway, after that, we then get on to the key topic of this episode, which is women and weight training. See, there's many misconceptions or strongly held beliefs that weight training for women would lead to being excessively muscly, um, aggressive and manly, and really not having a very feminine physique. And we hope through this conversation that you'll get to understand that one, those things aren't true, but more importantly, there are alternative ways of losing weight, getting the body shape that you're after, being more physically and mentally fitter and stronger than you've ever been before without having to rely on purely the cross trainer and the treadmill and loads of cardio sessions and eating next to nothing. That has been a journey Michelle has been on for many years of her life. And through some successes, it then led to some failures. And she talks you through some of the health issues that she's had to struggle with over the last two years as a result of hitting things too hard from a cardio perspective and eating far too little. She then goes on to speak about her observations of the uh, weightlifting space, um, her view of approaching it, and really the experience that she's had over the last year and a half as she's been doing compound lifting. We're talking deadlifts, squats, bench presses, overhead presses, you name it, she is training like a man and she is loving it. And trust me, she doesn't look like a guy. Uh, her body is beautiful, she's in the best shape of her life. And I'm hoping through this conversation, it will pique your interest to perhaps have a look at giving it a go yourself. I hope you enjoy. Adaptation. So I suppose I've got a bit of a confession, haven't I? Go on. All right, so um, who you can hear right now is Michelle, my wife, and um, she's actually the master chef uh, behind all of the food stuff that we do at Adam Nation. So I would like to take all the credit and say it's me and everything that I do is my own creation. But I have a limited role. How do you find it? Uh, it's a bit of a challenge, actually, because I don't enjoy cooking. So this has been quite new for me and having to play up with, you know, a little bit more thought than I'd normally put into dishing up your, your dinner, especially when the kids are hanging around my legs and things like that. So it's been new, but actually it's been quite good because I've got to appreciate the photos and go, actually, do you know what, some of the stuff that I make is looks pretty good. I don't get to taste it, obviously, mm -hmm. because uh, you polish it off. It's not obvious though, right? Well... People would assume that we're having great food together. Yeah. And we don't. No, we don't. So should we just let them into into our lives, right? You know, what's going on here? Okay. Right, so let's start from the beginning. There's a discussion about the food before the food's made, right? There is. 
Yes. <laughs> I need to know macros. I need to know calories. I need to know fats, proteins, and carbs. Yeah, and I, I don't predominantly work like that when I eat. So, yeah, there is a... So you ask me how much of a budget I've got, how many calories I've got. I do. Okay. And then you come up with all the ideas. I must admit, I don't... I don't really add much input creatively in terms well, of what I want. I kind of say chicken or fish. <laughs> That's about the extent <laughs> With of your... Tail, obviously. Yeah, standard. <laughs> yeah, so you, you get that input. And then you, you rustle up something, which is amazing. Um, but then we've got the whole piece of making sure it's plated right and then the photos, right? The photos is where I come into my own. Yeah. Right? That's my contribution to the it book. It is, it is. But I do struggle with that a little bit because I still want you to enjoy the food. So I'm conscious that you're just sit, letting it sit there and get cold at the same time. So I'm like, come on, eat, because it's not going to taste good. So that's... It is, it is, it is an absolute ball ache it taking is, photos ball. for food. If you were cooking and we didn't need to eat it, like no one had to eat it and it was your job just to cook and us take photos, that'd be one thing. But, you know, this is in between, you know, you running the, running the house, looking after the kids, you know, I need to eat. This is the food I'm going to have for dinner. And uh, as you say, it can't get cold and, you know, it's got to be done pretty quickly generally because the kids need to go to bed. It's quite an ordeal, right? It but is. I think we're doing all right. We're okay. I think right. the food looks so good. Far. So far. I think we're amazing. Well, once I've run out of options for sweet potato, then we might be struggling a little bit. Maybe we but... need some input from, from, from the guys listening in yeah. terms of, okay, what works, what doesn't? Is there too much sweet potato? I don't think so. I think it's amazing. I don't know. I need I need some more inspiration. How many more ways can I make sweet potato? I'm not sure. Not sure. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to just start trialing my own sweet potato bread somehow. I'm not sure. No, it, it is cool. And um, I don't know how many we've done. We've probably done about 30, 40 dishes so far. Not all of them make the cut. No. Some of them taste amazing, but look rubbish. They do. And it's like... Uh, think about it, right? We've been doing this only for a few months, but we've been taking photos before that because the food was good, I'm like, let me take a photo of that food. Mm-hmm. But if you're just sitting at the table and you just take your phone out and just take a picture of the food, which hasn't been prepared to be plated right, it's the wrong angle, the wrong lighting, not plated right, usually it looks a mess. I mean, mm-hmm. when you see people that put their food photos, their homemade food photos, they normally look disgusting. But you know they probably taste nice, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you think about some of the dishes that we've had over the years, they certainly wouldn't look very much... To look at, but they taste amazing. Especially things like a great big like roast and things like that. How do you make that look elegant and something mm. you want to tuck into when there's gravy everywhere? And I hear. I'm photographing like a, a Christmas dinner. It's, it's not going to look particularly pretty unless we you make it tiny. Do that. Yeah, if you want to do it like on a kid's <laughs> plate, because otherwise it's just going to look overwhelming. Yeah. yeah, and and it's not like we are obsessed around how our food looks because. No. If we're not going to take a photo of the food, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You know, mm. I haven't got, we haven't got this kind of hang up about it mm-hmm. must look pretty for us to eat it. But the reality is, if you're going to put stuff on Instagram, it needs to look, it needs to get people's attention, right? Yeah. Especially as we're playing this game of people finding us, therefore the hashtags that we're using are busy hashtags and uh-huh. we've got to stand out from the crowd. Our stuff's got to look good. But it's almost like narcissism, but for food now, mm, right? You know, is. they've got the whole narcissistic kind of like... filters for food, exactly. It's ridiculous. It is, it's crazy. But it's the world, right? But also, you eat with your eyes, I think, as well. Because no matter how good something tastes, if something's dished up to you and it looks like crap, then I don't know. I think it impacts how you're going to view it. 
because I think first of all you see it then you smell it and then you taste it and it kind of goes in that order for me personally and if it doesn't look good I don't really want to eat it but I don't think you're that fussy I don't know I think you've just understood me well enough I think that's it what it is. It has been 20 I, years, I just think so, yeah. you don't, you, you seldom put a foot wrong in the kitchen. There's some stuff that, you know, there's tweaks, right? There's some things like, you know, what, that didn't work or, I don't know, too much of this flavour or that went a bit dry, but that seldom happens. Mm. That's a bit of feedback every once in a while, but you rarely make a mistake. That being said, I'm sure if you plated up for almost anyone else, they would be overwhelmed. We've, right. had, we've had a few incidents like that before. <laughs> we, and yeah. these, these are guys that can eat. Yeah. They come to our house and are like, oh my God. Yeah. Is this for like four of us to share? <laughs> no, no, that's just yours. Yeah, you eat a lot. I do. But it's all good. Big Greek appetite. That's how I blame my mum. Mm, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> Don't blame me. <laughs> so um, we, we are going to talk about our, our topic in a moment that... The one kind of, the one other thing I, I wanted to expose was the fact that you are helping in adaptation, not just in the food stuff, but you're helping me across the business. Um, really just me understand how to work on the social media platforms, the kind of content I should put out. You're my rock, right? You're, you're giving me guidance. You're telling me not to do those things or this is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, your mother, you know, you know, keeping the house together, you're making sure I'm fed, the kids are fed, everyone's you know, looked after, you know, school duties as well as fitting in your own stuff. Um, how do you, how do you handle that? I mean, what what is that like? What is it, what is it like trying to manage all of those things plus give to yourself? Do you know what? I think you just go with the flow. Um, it's been half term this week, so it's kind of thrown it a little bit out of whack for me. The kids have been around more than they usually are. And I haven't struggled, but it, it's harder because I'm making sure that they're entertained. I'm making sure that still the house is getting run. Everybody needs clean clothes. Everyone needs to eat. The shopping still needs to be done and the house still needs to be tidy. The dogs need to be walked and fed. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a juggling act, but I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way, to be perfectly honest. It keeps me busy. So, yeah. But you still fit in your stuff as well, I right? I still, and I've made that much more of a priority. Um in the last few months, certainly taking time for me, usually first thing in the morning, once I've done the school run, because once I've done that, I feel like I've given to myself, and therefore I can give to you guys once I've done that. So yeah, that has become something that's definitely been a priority, and I'd rather look after myself first and then put the washing on, as opposed to put the washing on and then go, oh, I can't really be bothered now. But that hasn't always been it you, right? certainly You're, you're very been. much, you've got that kind of martyr quality of of wanting to give given care right first most mums do right yeah. and, and that's an admiral admiral quality and it's not one i have any judgment on i'm i'm pleased and so grateful for the way in which you're oriented and that you're not selfish at all but at the same time i see i see the challenges that it can bring to your own balance and your own happiness when you don't make time for yourself, mm-hmm. whether it's first or just generally make time for yourself and yeah. ensure that you are a priority in in your week. Mm-hmm. And I think you're starting to get that balance now, right? Definitely. It hasn't been easy. It hasn't been. Um, certainly now both of the kids are at school full time. You know, I mean, 
you know, you joke sometimes about me going out to brunch and things like that. But you know what is so important? It's really important to make sure that you've got a social circle outside of just being a mum. And even if it's just catching up for a coffee and having a little bit of wine, do you know what? It's good. It's a good release. It makes me feel more human. I actually feel like Michelle as opposed to mummy or wifey. You know, it's it's good. I'm finding that nowadays I've got a real balance that I'm actually happy with and it's working for me and most importantly it's working for all of us. So, yeah. No, I think you're doing a great job. Well, you have to say that. <laughs> I'm going to call you babe because that's what I call you and it'd be weird not to call you anything else. Um, but babe, aka Michelle, wifey. Yeah. yeah? Okay. <laughs> Mrs. Right. Alaknation now. Miss, yeah, absolutely. So look, let's get into what we had decided to talk about today. Okay. Um, some of the feedback we get in with the business, or most of which is really positive, but there is definitely a slant towards, um, you know, training, weight training. And mm-hmm. there's this um, misconception or just this kind of association that weight training, especially a guy doing it, you know, therefore I must only be talking to the men. And I can see, I completely understand how that impression's coming across. And therefore we've, you know, you've done a body goals journey and kind of piece on our our um, adaptation site and I think that that went down really really well um, it was brave of you to do it um, but we do need a feminine touch here and one of the things that I'd like us to address because I think it's so important today is really talking about women and weight training okay okay and I think the best way that we can try and handle it is the fact that you've gone through a bit of a journey yourself with the relationship you have with exercise and mm-hmm. what exercise means for you and what it gives to you so why don't we try and walk the audience through your journey? Okay. And I'm going to ask you three questions. Uh, firstly, I'm going to ask you, um, what has been your perspective of weight training prior to doing any, right? So, you know, rewind back to not having a perspective you have now. Mm-hmm. Um, what would have been your assumptions and um, perception? The second question I would ask, I would like to like to know, is what was your approach to achieving your body goals prior to lifting? Um, did it work? Was it sustainable? Did you enjoy it? So non weightlifting goals to achieving the body goals that you're after, mm-hmm. and then maybe let's finish on arriving at weightlifting. What has been your experience, uh, especially barbell training? And let's just kind of walk through that a little bit. Okay. You good with that? Let's go. Let's do it. All right, let's start from the top then. So think back 2016, 2015 or before. Yeah. And I've been going to the gym, not religiously, but consistently throughout my whole life. So you've always known I've gone into the gym and I've done a very variety of things, but a lot of which is moving weight around, whether it's mm-hmm. on a machine or a, or a barbell. Right. Yeah. What has been your perception of weightlifting or what I was doing? Just... just kind of free flow what do you think previously uh, before I'd experienced it myself I just presumed it was a thing for guys Uh, I had no desire to lift weights I couldn't possibly think back then that there would be any benefit for me as a woman of lifting weights and if I did lift weights like why it didn't make sense why would I want to do that why would I want to lift weights I don't want to gain muscle um, and therefore be even bigger so why would I do it so it's certainly something that never crossed my mind 
um, in the days before probably we, we had the gym. Um, it, it just wasn't on the radar at all for me. And probably speak for most women, perhaps not now so much, because I think that weights for women is creeping into the kind of, you know, normal spectrum of exercise. Um, but yeah, it was it was all, always cardio for me, always. And was there an assum- assumption or an association that you're going to get butch and you're going to look like a bodybuilder if you weight train? Or did you know that that wasn't possible? I would have presumed that would have been the case, yeah. Certainly, because you would just see... I, th- I think if you watch a guy do weights and he's got muscles, then you're going to go, well, I'm not going to do that because I don't want muscles. So why would I? So yeah, I would have definitely presumed that would have been the case, right? I'm not going to lift. I'm not going to do the weights that you, you're going to do or even the exercises you're going to do because I'm going to get huge. And that's certainly not... And huge as in you'd assume if I'm going to start moving weights, I'm going to get muscles and they're going to get... bigger. Okay. Yeah, I don't, you know, thick thick waist, thick thighs, thick arms. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm quite a petite frame. So for me, I would be quite daunted to think that I'm going to pack on loads of muscle. Little did I know, clearly that's really unrealistic. But <laughs> hey-ho, <laughs> you can't, uh, yeah, just pre preconceptions, I suppose. And then you said that you relied a lot on cardio. We're going to talk about what your kind of approaches were in a sec. But mm-hmm. um, what was your view of getting the body goal or losing body fat? What was your perception on how to go about doing that? I guess my perception was that I have to run weight off by doing cardio or move it off by doing the cross trainer or the bike. I mean, those kind of things would be the things that I would hone in on at a gym, the cardio machines. Um, and my whole ethos was, okay, I'm going to eat less food because then I can't put on weight. And then I'm going to do as much exercise as I can in terms of cardiovascular because surely then I'm going to burn off any extra fat that I do have. And that isn't, you know, in its own right, is not a flawed um, view of the world, right? You know, this idea of eat more, sorry, eat less, move more, is grounded in fact, right? It's a calorie gain. Calorie deficit, yeah, absolutely. But there there are limits to how far you can stretch that along the spectrum, right? Yeah. You can't get down to zero food. No on a sustainable basis and you can't go up to a full day of exercise no, for exactly. 24 hours so at what point are there limits and what points does it actually start to be detrimental um for me i struggle with holding fat probably like a lot of women hold fat in particular areas um for me personally i'm quite pear shaped so it's all around my thighs and my bum which is seems to be quite popular at the moment, is great big bum. So hey ho, I'm in fashion for the moment. Um but yeah, I always kind of held it there and I just thought, okay, well I'm just gonna restrict my calories and it will fall off. But again, little did I know that by restricting your calories, you know, you do do yourself quite a bit of damage, quite a bit of metabolic damage, which I have done to myself over the years, which I'm not proud of. It's not something that I should have done, but if you don't know then you, you don't know, right? Do you want to explain that for people? What do you mean by metabolic damage? Um, I suppose I got into a situation where I lost quite a bit of weight, um, but then it slowed down 
And once it slowed down, I just presumed that I just need to eat less. And like you said, eat less, move more. So I would potentially do more cardio, although I was never a big gym goer. My thing was calorie restriction. And I have got down to a point where I would have a long while, you know, sustained periods, probably a good few months where I would maintain calories at six to 800 calories a day. And just thought, well, that's going to work, you know. Which is nothing. It's for people that don't realize that is, um, that is. It's certainly not enough when well, you are busy. A healthy woman needs at least twelve to fourteen hundred calories mm-hmm. to ma- maintain, just kind of the you know the the fuel for the hormones Absolutely. and the general kind of day to day organ survival and everything yeah. else. You need twelve to fourteen hundred as a minimum, and you're you were doing half of that. Yeah, easily kind of six to eight hundred a day and thinking well that's cool it will fall off eventually um but it just never did it just never has and still to this day i'm still it's still something that i'm working on shifting my stubborn fat from those areas whilst my calories have now gone up because i realize that's you know stupid um you can't you can't live on six to eight hundred calories a day it's so not enough and my whole thing was if it's low fat and low calorie then cool, I'll just fill up on that, you know, cottage cheese, rice cakes, things like that, that would be my, my staple food. And whilst there's nothing wrong with those, that can't be breakfast, lunch and dinner. And for me, it was for mm. a huge proportion of my life. And it's dangerous. It is. It is. I, I think we, let's double click into that. Um, before we do, let's just close out that, that first question, which is weight training. Is there any anything else? Any other any other thoughts around training? I mean, for example, was was it an intimidating prospect? The idea of using weights. I mean, it's something that honestly never crossed my mind. So, if I th- yeah, when I started to think about weight training, yes, it felt intimidating, but before it didn't even cross my mind. So I was like, oh, I would see a weight area in, in a car, you know, in a commercial gym, wouldn't even think to go over there. Wouldn't see any women over there. So why would I possibly go over there? So at that stage, it wasn't intimidating. It was just felt unnecessary. Like there mm. was just this free weight That's area. That's just for guys. Exactly. There was yeah. guys in this free weight area doing what guys do, making a whole load of huffing and puffing. Mm. I don't need to go in there. So I wouldn't. When weight training got explained to me that it could be, you know, something that my body needs and certainly something that going forward is going to help me maintain bone density and help me just be stronger and fitter for my kids and things like that. Yes, there was a sense of intimidation. And if it was something that I had to do in a commercial gym, uh, yeah, I would I would feel quite intimidated, probably even still to this day, to go up and, you know, start squatting in a squat rack when there's a bunch of guys there. Mm. I... I- and it's hard for me to fully relate, right? Only because, you know, there's an intimidation for guys when you go to a gym, especially it's a new, if you go to a new gym and you, you, you know that there's familiar, familiarity in the gym, like people mm-hmm. know each other and they feel comfortable, they've been there a bunch of times. And you've got to go and do your exercise, some, some new, new boy coming into the gym and you're trying to own your workout. It can be a bit intimidating, especially if you're going to try and do things that you don't normally do or push yourself in in ways which are going to fully stretch yourself and you're yeah. going you're gonna, to you're gonna exert. I, I could definitely sense that there would be a bit of an intimidation. My, my workout would probably suffer. I probably wouldn't go as hard or as heavy or 
take as many risks as I would as mm-hmm. if I had too much of an audience. So I can understand that, but I guess I can never fully understand what it'd be like for a female to to approach deadlifting, squats, bench presses, and just the quote unquote manly mm-hmm. barbell Banana exercises. Moves, yeah. Is it is it guys perving? Is it I don't know how to do it? Is it it's masculine in nature? What, what is it? What, what would be the things that would, think you think hold most women back? I think it's a collective of those things, and there is a reason why. There's kind of a lot of lady-only gyms, and there's a lot of lady areas in certain gyms. Certainly, we've got a couple around here that there's specific lady areas because I'm not saying that guys are gonna perf on you, but you know, if you're there in your sports bra or your crop top and you've got your, you know, leggings don't lie, right? You can see everything in leggings and you don't really want to be squatting in front of strangers. Me personally, no. That's not something that I want to do. Um, and also have like a, a judgment. And I don't want to kind of have a guy, I'm not suggesting that they would, but I don't want a guy coming over to me like, do you need a hand, darling? No, mm. I don't need a hand. I'm, I'm good. I understand. You know, leave me alone. I'm just here to do my thing and get out. But, you know, luckily I don't have to go into the commercial gym and do that. If I did, I think I would, now I would kind of own it more because I'm here, I know what I'm doing and I would kind of have that attitude of, I don't need your help. But mm. it's certainly intimidating because are you watching me? Are you judging me? Are you comparing me? Do you think I need help? Do you think I'm doing it wrong? Women are so, um, you know, critical of themselves, let alone other people being critical of them. It's, you know, it's not a place that you... The problem to. with... Um, female only areas of gyms that I've seen is that they're very um, what's the word pink Stereo- yeah they're very stereotypical <laughs> like the, the the female areas that I've seen have just got a bunch of just a bunch of cutting machines like the, the, okay. sh- the shit stuff <laughs> that they can't put in the main area they put a okay. couple of the bits into this small little room and it's small so it feels like a room why have you been to into a women's area first of all I had to check out a few gyms oh, recently right, I've okay. seen that they walk, <laughs> they walk you through right. they'll have some like some crappy little weights they're, okay. and they're, they're not they're not barbells they're, right. they're, they are they are bars with weight but they're not Olympic weights okay. they're not Olympic bars mm-hmm. and it's it's almost condescending so I walk yeah. through there going I can get why this would feel maybe a little bit more comfortable a little bit more safe there's no squat rack right and there's the weights aren't proper right. and I'm like if, if you're going to do if, if you're going to try and address the female resistance mm-hmm. to weight training mm-hmm. give them weight training but in a female-friendly area. Yeah, I kind of, I get what you're saying on that. But also, do you not think it's a good idea to have a version like that as to be a baby step? Like maybe that's your stepping stone to then go to the the you know the man's weight room and hit it up with the guys in there. Maybe that's what some women feel they need to do. Like, okay, I'm going to get comfortable in here where only women can go, and you only won't be women able are going to train. You won't be able to practice no. ready for the. Grown up gym, do you know what I mean? <laughs> which is which is the problem. It's not like a stepping stone. You're doing completely different exercises okay. because they don't have the same machines, yeah. the same configuration. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Okay, all right. So I think we've covered off some of your kind of perspectives of weight training prior to yeah. doing it. We've hit on some of this, but let's just go a little bit deeper on this. So, question two that I had was, what was your approach to achieving your body goals prior to lifting? And did it work? So let's let, you kind of spoke about calorie restriction and mm-hmm. then a bunch of cardio. Let's peel that back a little bit more. So when you say cardio, mm-hmm. what what cardio? 
Um, for me, something which I never really enjoyed but did because I thought, oh, this will work, was pounding the treadmill. Um, that was probably my main form of cardio. Cross trainer as well, although not as much as the treadmill. Rowing, I've never really been overly interested in. I find that a bit boring even now when I have to kind of do hit on the rowing machine. I get a bit bored of that. Um, and unfortunately, I think I've overdone it with the running now where I now do anything but get on the treadmill because the thought of running 10k on the treadmill which I used to do is just like mm. oh my god why would I do that it's crazy to look you back never used now. to run I never used to run and then you got into treadmill running not yeah yeah running no no, no, no not running no not but then you start doing long stints on the treadmill really right, long 10k's like of an evening because I'm like oh, shit well you know I need to I need to get this fat off somehow it didn't work that kind of pounding, unless you enjoyed running, which I wouldn't say you necessarily enjoyed. No, and I'm I not don't. a natural runner because I've got big boobs and I've got a big bum and it just doesn't really work. So, yeah, I'm not... So, it, ca- it caused you some problems, right? You know, like, you know, aches and pains, yeah. joint issues. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's wobbling your boobs around a yeah. lot, but that ain't helpful. Yeah, like three sports bras on, <laughs> exactly. which was good fun. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, and now, if I look back, I'd go, God, why did I do that? But at the time, I thought, well, I'm moving more, therefore, the weight will come off. By hook or by crook, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get the body that I, I deserve, that I've been working for, for so long, because I'm keeping I, my calories low, and I'm... I recall you, you you somewhat enjoyed the progress, though, because you, know what I you did? were using this app, right, that took I did. you through not being able to the, move at all. That's so. right, I started to use the Couch to 5K app, because... Yeah, my other options had kind of been exhausted. Uh, the cross trainer wasn't really working anymore. Um, the idea of road running wasn't something that I wanted to do because we had the treadmill here. Mm-hmm. And going out in the evening, you know, kind of where we live, there's not a lot of pavements, things yeah. like that. It's just dangerous. So I didn't want to do, I, I knew I didn't want to do road running um, or anything like that. So yeah, downloaded the Couch to 5K app, which I think was probably a bit of a fad back then as well. And I did enjoy it, you know. I enjoyed the the progress and you get these kind of little badges and these little, you know, training things pop up saying, well done, you've hit your first 1K and things like that. And it was it was good. But I wouldn't say I've got an obsessive personality, but it did get to the point where I'd be like... Because I think they wanted you to run four times a week. And if I was busy or something, I'd be like, well, how am I going to get this in? Like, to, to ha- I had to have that completed by the end of the day. So sometimes I would be running 10K at like 9, 10, or 10 at night when the kids were mm. in bed. I think you're quite Which compliant as well, yeah. right? So once someone says you've got to go do something, that uh-huh. ex- accountability drives you to yeah, do it. Yeah, and the app pops up saying you haven't run mm. today, I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to run, shit, better go get my stuff on and, you know, and go and pound the, pound the treadmill. Bryn and I spoke about this a couple of episodes ago. Understand your why behind running. And if the why makes sense, do it, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely go do it. Yeah. And I can understand what you spoke about of the progress being a, I think, what is a big drive for a lot of people. Yeah. I go from not being able to run to being able to run, and then I can go further and I can go faster. Yeah. And then I've got some metrics that show that I am getting quite unquote fitter. Mm-hmm. And if I'm getting fitter and I'm doing more running, then I must be losing more weight. Exactly. But the challenge with that model is twofold. You become the the fitter you become, really fitness is about how efficiently can you do hard stuff. But you don't want to be efficient if your goal is weight loss. Now, no. if you wanted to be a runner, 
great, be more efficient, go faster, further, with with the feeling of less energy yes. and less effort. But less energy and less effort means you're burning less. Mm-hmm. So you're working harder, you might be burning just the same amount of calories mm. or less, and then at the same time you're eating insufficiently, mm. so your metabolism generally is mm-hmm. slowed down. It's a lose-lose situation if yeah. you're relying solely on that. Plus, it's catabolic. What yes. I mean by that is it's... Um, Running for long periods of time has a tendency to eat away at your muscles. Look at any long-distance runners. They don't have muscle on no. their frame, right? It, it, its purpose is, how do I make this body efficient? And mm-hmm. then I'm going to lose the stuff that's energy-rich, uh, and that's muscle. So yeah. get rid of the muscles, and we can therefore do this easier and faster. And for women, whilst oh, I don't care about losing muscle as long as I lose weight yes but when you lose muscle one you're slowing your metabolism down but two the place where you mostly you lose it is your butt mm. as, a, as a runner that's mm-hmm. where it's going to go mm-hmm. and I think you know in today's era and what you know sexy and feminine looks like is to, to have have a physique with a nice pair of legs and a nice butt and running for long distances is actually counterproductive yeah and did you did you see that? Did you feel oh, that in your no, body? No, not at all. It's it's not something that crossed my mind. I'd done the couch to five k, and once I'd kind of done that, I went, "Oh, I'll do the five k to ten k next," which was like the next progression, and I'll just keep doing that. And then I had this idea that, well, surely if I okay, so I'd done the couch to five k, and then I still wasn't overly happy. My thighs were kind of still the same size, but I had more pain in my knees, and my boobs needed extra support than they ever had before. Okay, well then obviously I wasn't running far enough. Five k is not enough for me. Let's mm-hmm. do the five to ten, five k to ten k app, and see how I get on with that. And I did, I did do it. I complied, like you said, and I done the, you know, got all the badges and I done it four times a week. But yeah, I, I'm still in a position where I go, hmm, you know what? Like yeah, I, I mean, I, I lost weight because of course because I was eating kind of eight hundred calories a day pound in the treadmill for 10k you know it takes takes a fair bit of time um i think that was kind of taking me over just over an hour which is probably a bit wow strange. and this let's let's be clear this period of your life probably lasted about a year and a half two years or yeah. something like that yeah and you did lose a I bunch did. of weight a couple weight. stone maybe probably yeah. yeah yeah probably it was not long after our second child and i was like okay right now now we know we didn't want any more now I can focus on my body and get what I want. Um, yeah, and I did lose weight. And with that comes people going, wow, you look great. And wow, what have you done? And things like that. And the truth is not what people want to hear. Mm. Okay, well, I'm yeah. running for like yeah. over an hour every night and I'm eating 800 calories. People are like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. You must, because you look great, your life must be great. Yeah. It doesn't always work that way, right? Totally Maybe not. there's sacrifices that you exactly. don't know emotionally and yeah. physically and nutritionally I'm making to be looking healthy and happy in front of you now. Yeah. But it could have been a bit of a mask. I'm not saying it was, but sometimes people can wear a mask in pursuit. Yeah, of it. I didn't realise it at the time that it would have been. Yeah, so I, I would be honest with people. I, I Yeah, I'm, I'm running and I'm, you know, watching what I eat. I would never say I'm eating X amount of calories because... I knew deep down that that wasn't enough. So I'd just say, I'm being careful. Mm-hmm. I think that's what women say. Oh, I'm just being careful with what I eat or I'm just watching what I eat or I've just cut out the, the crap. But really, I actually have cut out pretty much everything apart from keeping myself alive. Mm-hmm. And I'm pounding the treadmill, which is never healthy. And it wasn't just the treadmill, right? you done a bunch of 
group-based HIIT workouts as I, well for I at least a year and a half as well. About two years, yeah. That was kind of after the 10K thing didn't work. I'm a very faddy person. I follow a lot of fads. You know, show me a yo-yo diet and I'll be like, yeah, I'll jump on that. Let's give that a go. Not so much now. Hopefully I've kind of matured. But I think with with women that I certainly know, you know, you, you give us a promise of weight loss and like this ideal body. Hell yeah, we'll try it. I'll try the cabbage soup diet. I'll drink that for like three weeks. Yeah, sign me up. I'll drink aloe vera for two weeks. Go for it. Why not? You got yourself on this journey before I did, right? So- I did. As I say, I've been going to the gym all my life, but I've also not been going to the gym for lots of my life, yeah. right? I've always been a gym member mm-hmm. or wanted to think of myself as a gym goer, but mm. there's been lots of times when things just yeah. slipped, right? And I think you got into the the, the hit training group based yeah. thing. Um, but would it have been beginning of 2016 or 2015? Oh, do you know what I think it might, might have been 15. I can't remember. I but you don't. It was a New Year's, it was, New Year's yeah, resolution, it was Jan- right? It was January thing. I did. Years. I'd kept it going for two years. Uh, yeah, two, two and a bit years, something like that. And that's like what, that. two sessions a week? Uh, it was two classes a week, yeah. Um, half an hour kind of hit session. And again, it was this chasing the chasing the dream, right? Okay, so the 10K didn't work. The 5K didn't work. Let's give this a go. Let's see if this works. And do you know what? It did. It did work. It pushed my body to a place that it had never been before because up until then I'd never really heard about HIT. Um, it was kind of when Joe Wicks was coming onto the scene with his body coach mm-hmm. thing as well. So it all tied in quite well. And again, the kind of following the following the trend, I suppose I was. Um, and it worked. It was. It's good. It's a good class. For me personally, it just got a little bit too much for me. Describe it. What, what, so... What <laughs> It's sort of like what you would imagine an army camp to be like. There's loads of burpees and there's star jumps and there's tuck jumps and there's it's just all very horrific. <laughs> I mean, it's great in the moment because you can really feel yourself working and your heart's working and you are getting stronger because it's, it's body weight, basically. So you're pushing yourself up and down the floor for half an With hour. With like no rest for like no, half an hour no pretty rest. much. Yeah, very, very little rest, maybe periods of... Eight to ten seconds. Sometimes you'll get a twenty-second one yeah. where you're catching your so breath. I that. It's really yeah. You don't find guys in these no. classes because they just die. They're, not built for it. <laughs> They're so not built for and, it. And that's so I actually read something recently that um, there's there's someone called Greg Knuckles who's um, is is the geek in the, the the bodybuilding world. He's really he digs deep. He writes really long articles. He does okay. massive studies, and through his own study and through his own kind of like reading. He's basically said he observed a couple of things about men and women. Firstly, he said, you know, the performance and metabolic differences in men and women are mostly a function of size and composition, Mm -hmm. not gender. Okay. Right. So guys generally are slightly bigger. Yeah. uh, And hold slightly less fat. And that creates a hormonal difference and it it creates obviously more muscular surface area. So because of those things... The differences in performance typically are not gender non-specific. It's just the fact that we've got to be, we we happen to start from a different place. Okay. That was the first thing. The second thing he said, uh, the, the why guys build more muscle than women is because they're starting from a better place, like more muscle to start uh, with. And okay. secondly, they've got significantly more testosterone. Absolutely. Like 20 times more, wow. even more, I don't know, wow. loads more testosterone. And that's the anabolic 
hormone that drives muscle growth. Without Absolutely. it, you won't you won't grow. Okay. So we've got significantly more. But then on the on the female side, he observed that female female metabolism is mo- is adapted better to almost everything better than guys. Yay. Other than <laughs> Oh, okay. Other than excessive highly glycolytic intense power-based things like a massive sprint or something where you've got to go just full out full out full force production for 15 20 seconds guys typically perform better than women in terms of throwing 110 percent force at something Uh, i wonder if that's from kind of back in the day the caveman chasing the kind of food perhaps to take back to the the dead. I don't know. You know, you need that power to catch what you're going to win. Maybe. But what they're saying is, and and I will get back to the point I'm making <laughs> is he he's saying that women have got more type one muscle fibers, which are not the fast twitch; they're the slower twitch muscle okay. fibers. And what that means is, you will find women are typically much better equipped to handle higher reps, higher volume, mm-hmm. higher workloads with less rest intervals yeah. and can sustain that kind of like demand for, for longer than guys. And I can absolutely relate to that. I've tried to do a couple of like group-based stuff before and I'm just sweating, the floor's slippery, I'm falling over. Mm. I'm like, whenever the, the instructor's not looking, I'm gasping for air. And women are just like, they're, they're not even breaking just the sweat, they're it. just handling yeah. it. And that might have been a function of my fitness. But I, I actually think it's, it's guys generally, not all guys, but generally, women are slightly better adapted to the higher volume, low yeah. lower weight, but higher volume, lots of yeah. extra work. And that's why I think something like that kind of cardio hit type yeah. thing that you're talking about. And I about. would imagine, I could be way off here, but I imagine that most exercise classes that gyms run are full of women as opposed to guys. I would imagine, because they have got that kind of endurance they like the social as well mm-hmm. you know and i've been to quite a few classes not just um the hip based thing that i did before but you know a couple of um something called body pump where you lift weights uh as well with with a kind of smaller barbell um and you do get a bit of a social aspect which i don't find guys are as interested in probably you know they're not they're not going to have a little ketchup and a, and a coffee afterwards they're just going into the gym get the shit done get out but yeah I, so as I say I tried out a, a class a couple of weeks ago a new thing called body pump where you lift up these these weights and it was bloody hard work and again I'm finding myself going oh that's quite good I might start to do that now <laughs> but at least it's like weights right it's not it's not solely cardio based but it was good I enjoyed that you certainly find more women in it maybe because men know that they can't handle it so loads of running Yes. Then loads of hit-based card, uh, yes. group-based hit, eating six to eight hundred calories a day, not eating much food generally as a result of that. No, not really having three square meals or having mm. normal foods. I mean, don't get me wrong. If we'd go out for a meal or something, or somebody cooked for me, then of course I'd eat it. But when left your own devices, when left my own devices, there's no way I would do that. No, no. And then. You saw a bunch of progress, so this was did it work? Yes. Yeah. You dropped a couple of stone, uh-huh. a bunch of dress sizes, felt good, got lots of positive yeah. feedback, um, felt healthier, felt yes. fitter, saw progress across all these metrics, whether mm-hmm. it be running further or being able to do these classes without feeling sick. Yeah. All of that stuff, right? It's all positive reinforcement. Yeah. Did it 
was it did it last forever were there any emotional issues were there any um physiological or mental issues did you find yourself i mean i'm, I'm kind of leading 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 you to something here because i know but did this bring some downsides and was it something you could do forever could you continue to see the gain see the benefits of this forever no continued weight loss continuing to be healthy whilst maintaining maintaining that level of imbalance no i couldn't um it's very hard to push your body to that limit even twice a week when you're in a calorie deficit as much as i was really hard um especially trying to do something like that straight after school and when you had no breakfast anyway because i'm not a big breakfast eater you know you go and throw yourself into something like that it's it's not great for your body um in terms of it's great for your heart yeah it's getting your heart working and obviously your heart is a muscle so that's doing a great job but it wasn't sustainable for me personally and I yeah I got sick I got sick quite bad I um yeah I came down with shingles which was pretty nasty and I can't help but think that was because I wasn't looking after myself which is a bit painful to admit but um yeah that but was... there some before shingles was um the the situation with your blood work, right? Yes, I had some blood work done, which was suggestive that I'd damaged my uh, thyroid, potentially, which is not... The good news with that is it's potentially not irreversible. But yeah, I got seen by a specialist, um, an endocrinologist, which focused on that and said that I needed a a kind of thyroid replacement for the time being because I had done done myself some damage. So note to self, don't go back to there, but you live and learn, right? And by doing this... Let's let's explain what that that, that is, right? It's it's something called hypothyroidism. Hypothyroidism, Which is an autoimmune uh, condition, or is it it called a disease? It's called a disease. Disease, it is. Okay. And where it's it's basically, if if I can explain it and understand it myself, is something's happened whereby your body is now attacking itself. Yes. Now, there's a bunch of reasons what could have happened here. Whilst you was eating very little, mm-hmm. the foods you were eating was, um, may have not been particularly good food. So, one, they might have had the right nutrient mm, density, no, yeah. and they might have been gluten, for example. Mm-hmm. And if you're just, just eating gluten-based products, crackers and stuff like that, whatever they were, um, you could have caused a situation, this is hypothetical, you yes. could have caused a situation where you would have had leaky gut, which mm-hmm. means that food particles that shouldn't be exiting your gut lining are now getting into your bloodstream. Whether it's that or something else, something would have triggered your body to start raising up its antibodies against, mm-hmm. and attacking itself, yeah. against whatever was going on, its foreign invasion. But unfortunately, these antibodies... Um, are not biased in terms of what they attack. No. And these specific antibodies attack the thyroid because the thyroid looks very similar to these foreign invaders that get into your bloodstream. Yeah. So effectively, through that period of time, and we don't know when it started, no. you started getting a rising level of antibodies, which means your thyroid was getting attacked and damaged. By itself, yeah. And whilst we want to piece this together just by ourselves. You started to get symptoms, right? I was, yeah. Um, it's hard, you know, because you're a busy mum, you're a wife, you're constantly, your brain's running at 100 mile an hour anyway. But yeah, I would find myself a little bit more emotional than I had been previously. I'd kind of have brain fog way more than I used to. Literally mixing up the kids' names 
you know, kind of going, just not knowing what kid was what, which is ridiculous, right? Mm. You, for a lot of women, they're going to go, well, I do that. But this was on like a daily basis. Literally walk into a room, again, people will go, well, I do that. But, you know, go and get your thyroid checked then, girls, because perhaps, you, you know, you're struggling a little bit because it's so common in women. Hypothyroidism is really common. Um, walk into a room and go, well, why am I in here? What am I doing? Go upstairs, same thing. Find the TV, TV remote in the fridge. Very cold all the time. Freezing cold. Although it was ridiculous. You were ridiculously cold, right? I mean, in yeah, summer I'm you were wearing jumpers and stuff. Quite a cold person, right? anyway. I am quite a cold person, but yeah, it's certainly something that I never used to struggle with. And um, certainly from when we have been together, I wasn't particularly cold. But yeah, when you start wearing jumpers and jackets in July and August, which is our summer, then that was a little bit of a a wake up call as well that perhaps my body isn't being as efficient as it could be and I'd kind of just you know back it off and go well I'm just cold you know it's chilly out or there's a bit of a breeze but yeah my body was my thyroid thyroid it looked like it was kind of attacking mm. itself and those are quite a few of the symptoms that I experienced but there's there's a whole heap that luckily I didn't but those were some of the ones that made us stand up and go we should get this checked we should get this checked out and i i think there's there's really something important to take from this right which is it is not sustainable to go on a crash diet for a long time and and really whilst you may have not caught it in the moment upon reflection you were crash dieting for like two years year and a half like where you know it was a long long time of eating way below what you you should be eating to maintain a healthy weight and you know, body, you know, internal body stuff, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're eat, eating lower than you should do. Um, you were doing highly glycolytic, glycolytic activities such as this kind of this hit twice a week. You were getting in the gym as well. I remember sometimes you do you do one of these hit sessions and then you'd get yourself into the gym and do some do yeah, some stuff in the gym. I would. And that equation works for a period of time, and you're going to get some great results. But after a while, your body is not only getting, not getting enough calories to serve the demand it has upon itself every day, but it's not getting enough nutrients. And no. I think that's been probably the stumbling block for you yes. was a chronic malnourishment yes. where the nutrients that you need, like the magnesium, the zincs, the iron, the copper, you know, all these things that we know are critical for our function, our body function, you probably won't, well, you definitely weren't getting enough. No, I wasn't. Because you weren't eating enough no. food. And also, your body becomes adaptive, right? I do these classes, and yeah, it's great, and the weight falls off, and I'm noticing a difference, and then it stops, and you go, oh, shit. Because your body's gone, well, I can do this now. Yeah, I'm cool. We can do it this just, It week. just slowed you down. Yeah, totally. Think about it. You were getting cold because your body was basically shutting down non-critical functions. It's mm-hmm. so like, I haven't got the energy to warm you up. Yeah. So what can I turn off? Right. The, 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 th- the thermostat. The thyroid yeah. is the thermostat. It is, Effectively, indeed. it's it the is. control to say, okay, we either need to excite things in our body, yeah. get them to move and therefore get hotter, or I'm going to tell things to chill out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell them to chill out because either we don't need that or... I don't have the energy to overproduce. And if that thermostat's turned down, the furnace is no longer burning. Yeah. And you'll get you'll get you were seeing the symptoms in cold, but yeah. I I strongly believe, and I think we both believe, that shingles, whilst can happen to anyone, is highly associated to people that have got low immunity or going through a point of stress or are vulnerable, but their body is mm. vulnerable. A lower immune system, they say, yeah. Um, 
And that's, we, we probably could piece that together, right? We don't know, but we could probably piece yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, as you said, it could happen to anyone, but under the age of kind of 40, it's quite unusual. So, yeah, I, I certainly say I, I didn't do myself in any favours in getting that. But you live and learn. And I'm grateful that the most important thing I took away from that, whilst it was horrible in the moment, I'm grateful because it's made me change so much now. So much about my life that I wouldn't have done, perhaps. I would have kind of maybe got even sicker. I totally agree. I think a lot of what we're experiencing together as a couple in terms of the things that we're doing around our food and our habits and our lifestyles is a function of some hard lessons yeah, for both of us, right? And absolutely. It's the reality. When you're, when you're, I remember when I was young, I just, you know, I know it sounds cliche, but I just assumed I was invincible. Like, all these problems that people talk about, well, I don't have them. No. And I won't get them. No. So I'm just going to go about doing as I wish, eat what I want. It's, but the calorie thing, I always understood the calorie thing, but... Eat yeah. what I want. I mean, it doesn't matter what I eat. As exactly, long as, as long as I'm getting yeah. getting enough food and I don't feel hungry. Yeah, that's exactly. That's the thing as well, right? As long as I'm not hungry, then I must be okay. And that was my thing for years. Well, I'm not hungry. I'm all right. But actually, realistically, I was surviving on, like you say, kind of crackers, bread, cereal, milk, cheese. Whilst those things in moderation are fine, if that's your sole diet, it's not great. I don't, I don't, I don't remember eating with you. No. You know, I don't, I don't remember seeing you eat. Now, I know you would eat, but we wouldn't experience the social enjoyment of eating together unless we go out. No. No, you're right. And when we, when we would go out, like I say, I would you eat. eat normally. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You if, that's, if that's once every, I don't know, three weeks or so, that's not sustainable. You can't keep hold of your nutrients for that long from one meal three weeks ago. Right? Yeah. Your body needs these nutrients and these vitamins daily, and I wasn't doing that. Okay. Let's, uh, I think the reflection piece I is know. done. <laughs> oh my God, God, let's, idiot, let's, let's talk about your, 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 your new, I would say newfound love, I think that'd be too rich a Easy. statement. But you have found weights. I you have, have found weight found lifting. Weight strength, yes. Let's talk a little bit about that, right? Let's start with how you got started and whether this is within it, some guidance you could offer others. But yeah. Why, right? So you're doing all of these things. They're working. Um, mm-hmm. No one's calling you a calling you out on how much you're eating. I mean, I did eventually, but for a long time, you're in control. You're losing weight. The weighing scales are going down. You're getting positive reinforcement. You've got this progress, and then you change. What was the what was the thing that triggered that? And then how did you create that change? What were the things you had to go do? Do you know what? I don't remember a particular point in time where I went. Oh, let's, you know, let's try squatting or let's try doing this and then the other. I think it had been kind of coming around perhaps through Instagram, perhaps through Facebook. I've seen women do weights more and they weren't huge. They didn't look like the Incredible Hulk and you go, <laughs> hmm, okay, so maybe it's not all bad. But still very cautious of weights in general and wouldn't really touch them apart from a few little kind of 3K dumbbells, which I do a few little tricep kickbacks on and things like that. Um, so I would say it was probably when you enlisted the help of a PT. Brim. Yeah, to give yeah. you a hand and kind of go, I wouldn't say you were lost. You were just looking for a little bit of extra, I don't know, motivation, would you say? Or just a little bit of expert advice, perhaps, because you knew, you kind of knew what you were doing. 
Um, and I think it was you meeting Bryn and you kind of saying, why don't you have a session and just have a talk with him? So I did have a chat with Bryn and yeah, he was very much, which most PTs would say, well, you need to be lifting weights. Like he'd say to me, well, what do you want to do? Well, I want to slim down my thighs. I want to kind of perk my bum up a bit. I want to have a little bit of definition in my arms. Those were my things that I said to him. And he was like, okay, so you're going to need to, you know, lift weights. I'm like, oh shit, really? I can't just run some more? Like, can you not show me a new way of running? Because you would have had to fess up to more your existing... Yeah, which was like cardio, 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 cardio. Totally. Um, Yeah, so he scrapped that, um, done me a programme. And yeah, here we are. And then the programme was, let's be clear, it was compound lifting every day so there was a big lift of some sort every day not every not every day no what i mean is every day you every session yeah Yeah. every session there would be either uh squats deadlifts um overhead presses bench presses things like that all things that i was kind of going they've never done what is that i mean if you had said to me probably i don't know 18 months ago tell me what a deadlift if I, i would go i have no idea I don't have a clue. I knew what bench press was, I think, just because I'd probably seen or heard you do it, but no idea what deadlift was. Not and you knew what a squat was, but I, yeah, squat I was, would but have never have done it before. No, and, do and, it. and a squat to me as well, especially from doing like a hit class or something like that, a squat to me was a bodyweight squat, right? You're going down, you're coming up, you're going down, you're coming up. Yeah. Certainly not with weight. Jesus Christ, mm. as soon as you put a bar on your back, it's like, oh my God, this is actually really hard. Um... All right, so Bryn came in, you gave him the ideas of the the body shape you want and the things you want to go achieve. Yep. He kind of poo-pooed over your existing <laughs> strategy and he gave you... In a nice way, though. Yeah, he did, yeah. And he gave you this uh, new concept of really forming your exercise program around the weight room, predominantly. Yes. Yeah. And those weight weights are going to be focused on doing barbell work, which you know, mm. you'd never done before. Never. Did you have any level of anxiety in doing exercises that, in my mind, they're both new, technical, and I guess some level of scariness because they're heavy, totally. right? You're going to be using a bar and it's got lots of weight and it could crush you, right? Well, did, you, did you ever have that? I'm not quite lifting that much. I mean, you know, did, did, but did you feel that way against <laughs> uh, the yeah, idea I of did. You know, putting you know, a bar on your back? Yeah, and stuff do you know like what, that? what I really struggled with um, initially was learning all the new terminology? Because yes, I knew what a squat was, and yes, I knew what a bench press was, but some of the things that I had in my program, I was going, "What is that? Like, what is that?" There's there's things like face pulls. Now I don't know about anyone, any women listening, but what the frig is a face pull? And how does it sound like it's going to help my muscles? Like, really? It's, you presume it's something to do with your face, ladies? It's not. You basically get get the cable machine and you pull in it. So it works to your kind of shoulders and yeah your arms and things like that and your lats maybe I don't know I don't know where it works but you're you're pulling it towards your face okay that's what a face pull is and so all these terminologies I didn't have a clue what they were and I would literally spend a lot of the time going oh what is that again you know it's standing there going oh today I've got to do like pull-off presses oh what is that oh, oh, things like that so how did you overcome that um yeah that, that not knowing right so different exercises and lots of technique, right? So I, let's be clear, the benefits are profound in doing squats, deadlifts, uh, bench presses, 
overhead presses for mm-hmm. overall body yeah. transformation yeah. for guys and girls, but you hadn't done those before. No. So did Bryn write your program and you just go do it or did you have to feel you get walked through each of these sessions? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, Bryn, Bryn definitely helped me out. I mean, I, it's not like I saw him kind of every day or every week even. So we'd have periods where I wouldn't see him, but only once I'd felt comfortable with what am I doing? What is this move? And how do I do it? And then it was remembering what what I'm trying to work as well, because something that I didn't realise when you start weight training um, is you've got to kind of have that memory to your muscles and go, what am I meant to be engaging here? Bracing your core and things like that. All this kind of new terminology that I'd never mm-hmm. heard of, never thought about. Think about squats, how so difficult much. squats were for you. Squats are just... Like waking up your your butt. Oh my god! Yeah, totally. Just something. It's it's unfortunately in this day and age so unnatural to squat, and to squat with a bar on your back is really weird. It's. (laughs) I know loads of people do it, but when you're first starting out, when you first do that for the first few times, it feels really unnatural, really unnatural. I remember you. We were doing some practice practice stuff in our gym. And we were, we were trying to go up and down and trying to make sure the form and the technique was right. And I would say, you know, just, you know, lift up from the bottom of the squat with your glutes. And you're like, I can't feel my glutes. No. They're not They're on. not there. They're not, They're not there. Yeah. And that's weird. Right? I, I can't understand it because that doesn't happen to my body. But it's very common when we spend most of our lives sitting down, yeah. our glutes are turned off. Mm-hmm. We haven't really worked, haven't used them much at all no and now you're trying to use them purposefully mm. in a very vulnerable position when you're you know yeah. squatting down you've got weight on weight on your back and you've got to lift yeah. yourself back up off the floor and they are important they're important muscles to turn on there mm-hmm. and then and if you yeah. can't turn them on you're gonna fall you feel a little <laughs> bit vulnerable right absolutely so you did need a bit of coaching yes. with really light weight to get totally. used to the movement right yeah and things like bracing your core well i've had two kids my core is certainly not where it would have been um, had I not had the kids. So things like that, you know, my, my core strength now is so much better than it was before, which makes, in turn, makes your waist look better, right? Because you've got that core stability. And I think if you've got a strong core, everything follows suit. My core is now getting up to a reasonable level where I'm able to, you know, lift not heavy weights, but I'm getting there. And likewise, I don't have this ego thing of I need to, bench this much or lift this much it's not it's not something that I want to do I'm enjoying the process now are you enjoying um let me put it another way the idea of squatting and deadlifting uh, most of these compound movements they're grounded on replicating or being similar to functional movements you'd otherwise do in life Mm -hmm. so squatting okay without something on your back but the idea of having to you know get down from get from the floor up within within a squat or lift something off the floor which mm. is what a deadlift is, is mm. or lift something above your head these are these are all grounded in functional movements that Absolutely. if you can do these with a weight purposely with good technique it primes you for being more functionally fit and able to just handle whatever life throws at yeah. you functionally when you know, you've got to pick up the shopping yeah. or got to lift step heavy stuff outside of the, uh, at the Putting car. Putting stuff or... in the overhead lockers on the plane, right? That's, that's a major process so there. Did you, do you see the benefits or were you enjoying the benefits that were being accrued or you were working on in making your body all over stronger? Yeah, and I was definitely more mindful. I'd be kind of 
I still do it now, washing up and, you know, squeeze the glutes because, you know, just, just to get that memory of, all right, okay, this is what it feels like when I squeeze my glutes because I've never done that before. I've never done that. This is what it feels like when I brace my core. Um, bending over, you'd kind of hip hinge more because now you know how to do that. I mean, the hip hinge, I was like, what, what does that's, that That's mean? interesting. Are you, so you're, you're almost mimicking your weights yeah. workout. yeah, yeah. In, in daily life. life, yeah. That's kind of cool. Totally. You know, bend over to pour the dog food in, I'll hip hinge because it's better for me. And hip hinge in for As opposed to rounding your back. Exactly, yeah. which is obviously not good for you. Everyone knows it's not good for you, but you kind of, what's the alternative? I didn't know what the alternative was. Hinge from the hips like that wouldn't mean anything to me. Now I realise it's a case of you're literally pivoting over as opposed to having that, that arch. Mm, that's that's really like. cool. So you feel the transference of it. This is not just... This isn't just something the for the gym. No, totally. This yeah. is something that I do when I'm even driving. I'm like, squeeze my glutes. What, what about squats? Do you find that all the squat work you've done with a bar, has that had any transference? Do you find yourself feeling that you ever need to do that? Or when you do body weight stuff, do you feel stronger? Um, I can't say that it would solely be related to the squats, to be honest. I couldn't go, I couldn't say it's all homage to the squats and yay the squats, because I think everything I'm doing has helped. Squats I don't use in daily life as much, certainly not as the kind of deadlift no. and, the, and the hip hinge. Um, it's rare that you just kind of go, yeah, I'll just go. I'm it's true. Squat. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> you do, to be fair. You just like sit and watch TV in a, in a little caveman <laughs> squat. I don't do that personally. Okay. So, yeah. Right. The, re- the really important question about all of this is... Go on. Have you got massive as a result of all this weight training you've been doing over the last year? No. Oh my God, no. I've still got the skinny little arms and no, I don't. I haven't. I've I've got more definition, but I haven't got bigger um, at all. Nor personally do I want to. Because um, that's a big an- an- anxiety yeah. of women is like, okay, my legs are getting massive. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to get these big muscly arms. My I'm going to get abs. abs and I don't want to look like a guy. Not No, personally for me, I... I like the feminine look. I like to have a little bit of squidge because, you know, I'm a woman at the end of the day and I've had two kids, so I'm kind of cool with that. Um, I don't particularly want to be muscular. Um, I don't think it would suit me either because I'm, I'm only five foot three. I've got a small frame. I think I'd probably look a little bit weird if I was quite muscular personally. Um, but I'm enjoying what it's brought to me in terms of there is a little bit more tone in the arms, a little bit more tone in the legs. Things are just a bit tighter. I'm, do you know the overall thing You talk thing about having me? a bum shelf these days, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do have a little bit of a bum <laughs> shelf. Yeah, so, yeah, it's hard to explain, but if I kind of put on a dress or something, then I've, yeah, I've just got this little... What know. are those dresses that you wear, the tight, like... Yeah, the, like a like a bodycon dress, so it just, it's meant to hug you in all the right places, yeah, but when you you've go. got... It looks great. Yeah, I don't know. It looks know. great. No, I think, I think, get, your, I think your body has um, adapted really well to that training you know you've you your body's um yeah it's tightened up in the right places um but by no means have you you know do, do you come across like as if you weight train i would never no. i would never look at your body and go oh my god you know she's a she's a beast of a woman <laughs> never for a second but that's just and yet you're training what, four or five times a week four and times. you are doing four quote unquote all the manly shit. I am. Right? I am. But it's so funny because even, you know, when we'd go back to when you got into it, again, seriously, after being out of it for a period, you'd we'd be in the gym together sometimes for a kind of good hour and you'd be doing all these compound lifts and things like that whilst I'd just be running, running, 
running. It's like I'd, I'd be pounding the treadmill for an hour watching you kind of do these things. I didn't know what they were called, but I'd be watching you kind of going, mm, okay, whatever. It wasn't even on my radar to think that I should possibly be doing that. So just to now think that when we go in the gym, we're fighting over the squat rack. It's like... That's kind of cool. It's like, get out of my way. I need to squat here. <laughs> That's an important point. So how much cardio are you doing now? Zero. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, I would do cardio if I want to do it. Sometimes I fancy having a run, not a 10K run. I'm talking like 20 minutes. I just fancy having a run. I don't know. It's it's a nice experience sometimes to just get your legs moving and get your heart rate up because when you're weight training, your heart isn't. I mean, it's working. Don't give me. But for really short periods of time, exactly. it's going up it's, exactly within twenty seconds and it's and then you're coming back down. Yeah. So sometimes I like to feel my heart working yeah, for a good that. twenty minutes, half an hour, and I'll just you know stick the TV on and, and run. You know, Forrest Gump style, just just run, and that feels good sometimes. But that's really quite rare. Um, other than that, cardio, no, I don't do any. So we're not doing uh, hour-long runs a day. No. And you're not doing uh, the hit. I'm not doing um, the hit classes, classes anymore, anymore either. Right? No, I don't really have time. I mean, I'm not saying I would never go back to those, just because they're kind of fun, and there's a bit of a social aspect, and they are good, again, for your cardiovascular. They're, they're great. But you've learned you don't need them. I don't need them. I don't need them, and more importantly, at the moment, I don't miss them, and I don't have time for them, because I'm kind of in the gym four times a week, and when you are a mum, and a wife, and you're running around like a headless chicken, four times is enough, yeah, four times, for me personally, is enough. Plus, you know, that kind of stuff is very beast mode, right? It's very high, intense, high demand, Mm -hmm. and you get to periods in your life where sometimes swinging the pendulum that far mm. to the extreme is what your body doesn't need yeah you've actually found that the combination of the weights and maybe a little bit of yoga is yeah. what you need right now not hammering your body yeah. for long periods of time and doing these highly demanding you know like all out kind mm. of make yourself sick beast mode stuff would you do you agree with yeah me? no i do agree and i'm quite a stressed person i get i get stressed quite easily um, I don't do well with pressure, so something something like a hit class is probably not ideal for me as a personality type. Yoga is amazing. I love it. I don't get to do it enough, um, but I really enjoy the serenity that that brings, right? It's just so focused on your breath, and it's really bloody hard. I didn't realise it. I, I thought yoga was, you know, what, what these women do, and they're just kind of, you know, prancing around and stretching. Really hard, really, yeah. really hard. So I, I know. I've tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you tried and gone back to the weight. So what does that exactly. say? Exactly. So um, so yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying where I'm at at the moment. I'm open to new suggestions now as well, which is good because previously I'd just be like, well, cardio is the only thing I need to do because that's what I know. But now I'm kind of going, if somebody shows me something, try this. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Why not? Well, you've got, I think you've got more body, I think you've both got both more body confidence as well as more functional confidence, if you know what I mean, right? Yeah. So you're, you're, you're comfortable with your body, but yeah. you're also comfortable in knowing how to use your body. Yes, definitely. And I certainly wouldn't now, if we go on holiday or something like that, I wouldn't think twice to go into the hotel gym and do what I do at home. Mm. And to be honest, fuck whoever's watching me. I don't care. Like, watch me if you want to. I don't... Whatever. If I'm doing it wrong, <laughs> that's, that's down to me. That's my bad. 
but I, I'm not I wouldn't feel like I now have to go into a hotel gym and only use the treadmill because I'm like oh shit because I can't really get running wrong right? mm. nobody's going to pull me up on that so no 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 if we go away right. when we go away I'll just carry on doing what I'm doing but when we go away as opposed to yeah I'm quite excited to see other gyms as well I think there might be another question that people have of you which is okay so you are not doing cardio no you haven't built on loads of extra muscle no but you said you've become more toned and more shape shape is is getting closer to what you want it to be I think so I hope so yeah yeah what about the Wayne's girls Mm. and fat generally you know have you got fatter as a result of <laughs> not doing cardio. No, I wouldn't say so. And you're eating more as well, right? I am eating more. So you're more. eating more and you're doing I, yeah. less. Yeah, see, when you put it like that, you kind of go, oh, that's a bit of a no-brainer. But I didn't. you don't know what you don't know. So, But yeah, now my scale is staying relatively consistent. I'm sitting between 110, 115 pounds, and I'm kind of okay with that. For me and my frame, that works for me. Sometimes I have... Or I'm heavier, some days I'm lighter. So much depends on your carbs and your salt and how much water you've drunk. I'm okay with that. It's, yeah, if it suddenly jumps up two stone, then I'll need to reassess. But did the weighing scales go up as a result of you stopping cardio and doing weights? No. No, I can't say that they did. Maybe a couple of pounds, perhaps. But I wouldn't... But I think I'd probably go, but I can see where that is. So it's fine. I might have maybe put on one or two pounds and gone, but my arms are in better shape and my legs have got more mm. definition. So I kind of go, it doesn't really matter about that one or two pounds because I can physically see where it's gone. If I put on a stone and I can't see it, then I'd, <laughs> obviously I'd be stressing. But it wasn't easy for you to transition, no. right? To go from, I'm obsessed about the, the weighing scales and the weighing scales are a true representation of progress because... Mm. I'm not building muscle, so the only thing I must be losing I must is be fat. Doing is, exactly. Therefore, I'm, I'm doing good. Now yeah. we're saying we've got this kind of this balance. A bit of, more flexibility. I'm taking fat off, hopefully, but I'm going to put some muscle on, mm-hmm. so the weighing scales may not move. So my no. progress now is going to have to be either more specific in its measurement, yeah. right? So I'm either fat measuring my body or like yeah. helpers, mm-hmm. or I'm now looking for the aesthetic, and I'm yeah. now looking. You know, do I do I like what I see in the mirror? Yeah. And is it changing positively? Yeah. And I, I don't know, you tell me, whilst the weighing scales are no longer giving you that that boost that they're going down every week, are you comfortable that that you're making progress? I am comfortable that I'm making progress. And I'd say that I'm making progress, at re- you know, I'm not making amazing progress. I'm not suddenly covered in muscles because that's not what I want to do. And I'm not training to get like that also. So I'm training at a, a moderate level I'm getting adequate results. I'm like, I'm okay with where I'm at. I'm, I'm getting what I, I'm getting out what I'm putting in. If I was putting in way more than, and I was only getting these results, then I'd be, you know, mm. pissed off. But I'm not. I'm getting out what I'm putting in. And I'm, I'm happy. And the most important thing, the key thing for me is that I actually enjoy it. And that's paramount. Because running 10k on the treadmill, I wasn't enjoying but I was doing it. But I'm really obliged, right? I felt obliged, I'm going to have to do it because, well, I need to eat tomorrow, so I'm going to have to bank my calories kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I don't even kind of think like that. But hand on my heart, the scales are still there and mm-hmm. I still use them. And I don't know a woman who would just chuck out her scales and go, I weigh myself every day, right? But exactly, because it, is what's it, the it, harm? It tell, tells you something. 
Yeah. But, but it doesn't tell you everything. It doesn't. And if you if you treat it that way, um, and you you think about the weighing scales are part of my my means of measuring progress. Yeah. But on top of that, you know, I don't particularly want to put loads of my extra weight on the weighing scales. So that that might be something emotionally you're yeah, still connected to. Yeah, I think it is to. an emotional thing. Yeah. So if they start creeping up six seven pounds, I've, I'm not going to be comfortable no. with that. But if they're staying static, but my body's changing, exactly. I can sign up for that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the place where I'm at the moment. If I'm if I'm staying between 110, 115 pound, and I'm happy with the, happier with the way I look, because I've said to you that I, I can't ever see a point in time where I'm going to be 100 percent happy. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just a woman thing. Maybe it's a guy thing as well. I think it's there, normal. You know, you know, you're never going to be 100. You know that I'm I'm in good shape, but. I'm not in great shape for what great is for me. Mm. and But I'm, I haven't got a hang-up about that. I don't no. look at myself and go, you look like shit. Yeah. You know, I hate myself. No, I no, love no. myself, but I, I, I want it to be better. And I, yeah. I feel I can pursue that better image. It's going to take time and effort. And let's be clear, and I think this is a really important point, is you've hopefully made the point very clear that you train in four times a week and doing all this kind of like heavy lifting type stuff has not resulted in you becoming bulky and massive. No, Let's be not. clear for the guys listening to this. It is extremely difficult for a guy to oh achieve that God, yeah. alone, right? My body hasn't changed dramatically. No. It's changing. You can see it's changing. Mm-hmm. But what am I doing? I am working my nuts off. I am lifting heavier than I've ever done mm. before. I am focused so much on lifting heavier every single week to make sure I've got mm. overload. And I'm eating lots and lots and lots of food yeah, you are. so all of that combined <laughs> is giving me small small tiny incremental tiny gains, right? gains yeah, yeah. every month yeah so and i've got a lot more testosterone than you have generally mm. as a guy mm. versus a woman so i've got a much better foundation in which to build muscle and yet it's extremely it's difficult. still really hard for you yeah now totally. it's not impossible i know it's possible and i'm pursuing it but it's a long game yeah so hopefully the women can take from that that this you are not going to get you're not going to turn into a beefcake after a year in the gym of doing what you're describing. No, not at all. But instead, you're going to look in a mirror and say, "I've got a closer image of what a beach body or an ideal yeah, or a physical exactly." And do you know what? Is. If you even do a little bit of research, you would find that these bodies that you kind of go look great in a bikini, like these women are lifting. And they're lifting pretty heavy. Mm. I'm not even lifting heavy, so I'm not kind of going, you know, I'm, I'm going to get there any point soon. I, I, I'm hoping to get there one day, but at the moment, you'd, you'd look at them and go, well, they must just run and stuff like that. Or, or they're, they're just, just genetically, genetically they're just amazing. To look amazing. Or they're like, yeah, or That's they're like 20. Work. But, yeah. you know, it's really hard work, especially as you get older. Yeah, it's, it is hard, but I'm hoping that this message out there is certainly a point of you're not going to get huge by lifting weights. Certainly not the weights that you, you're going to start with um, initially. And overall, it's pretty fun. I, f- I like feeling strong. I like feeling strong. And when your body feels strong, your mind feels strong, and you feel like you can kind of face anything that gets chucked at you. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, babe. Thank you for building the gym all those years ago. <laughs> I think this was a great chat. I know it ran a little long, but it's. Um, I think it's an important discussion and it couldn't have been had without you. So thank you for sharing your story and letting us into kind of the, the journey you've had. 
is there anything you want to close on in in a message to the women here in this or do you think you've covered it all um all i would say is if this has piqued any of your interest at all and you have a gym membership then you know book a personal training session and see how you feel about doing a little bit of weights you might fall in love with it you might not and it might be the thing that you are searching for because if you're not getting the results that you want give something else a go right give it a go you might enjoy it <laughs> let me know absolutely and let's keep let's keep the the comms open so if you want to get in touch with us or speak to michelle um she is part of the the support channels within Adapt Nation. Whether you go to our website adaptnation.io, or you try and hook us up on Facebook or Instagram, she's uh she's my rock and she's supporting this business. So you can get to her very easily. So listen, I think that wraps us up. It does. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for listening. And listen, listen, guys, we're all about um helping people um with expert tools and knowledge to help optimize and improve their strength, health and mindset inside and out. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And of course, recommend us to any friends or family who you think might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This is Adapt Nation.